0: Seeing Red, the pod, episode five. My name is April, and I am here today with a special guest. We are going to be highlighting on the pod progressive activists from around the state who have captured uh, the hearts and minds of Seeing Red uh, editors, and uh, we want to share these wonderful people around our great state with all of you. Today, our guest is Robin Vodenal from Hastings, and we are going to talk about her activism and um, politics from the left here in Nebraska. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Welcome. Welcome, Robin. Thank you. So, Robin, you live in the Hastings
1: area. Have you always lived out there? I've lived here since 1992. I I moved to Hastings in response to a job that I was able to get and lived in Grand Island before that from 1975 till around 1991. All right. Well, um,
0: Robin caught the eye of Seeing Red recently because uh, she has really taken on some progressive causes out there and we at Seeing Red we know there are progressive people throughout the state and so we're truly trying to highlight some that are outside of the Lincoln Omaha area also and um Robin tell us some of the issues you've been working on I'm not sure if you have I know of
1: one for sure but maybe you have some more well I work some with the immigration um community building here in Hastings and we do various things as far as separation of church and state with the courthouse signs that are hanging up now. Um,
0: what, what's so, courthouse signs? Can you talk a little more about that?
1: The supervisors in Hastings in Adams County decided to hang up a sign called, In God We Trust. Right. and Unfortunately, it really is not an inclusive sign to all of us who might not necessarily be Christian. And so we've been doing a little bit of work in that area to try to get them to put up um, more inclusive signs, which they've denied doing. Um, you I, mean they they've won't agree to? No, they will not. Yeah. They have basically said no. So it's in the hands of the attorneys now at um, Appleseed. Them. And what have you done? What, how did
0: you um, get involved with that cause or did you do any particular actions or? Well,
1: a friend of mine, Margaret Marsh and I um, kind of bounce a lot of things off each other because there isn't very many actively progressive people here in Hastings. Um, mm-hmm. We do a lot of the activism that gets done here basically because there aren't that many people that want to be known for doing the activism. I think there's a lot of closeted activists here in town. Um, in what do, you,
0: what do you mean? You mean closeted
1: progressives? Yes. Okay, so yes. I'm thinking activists are out on the street. <laughs> right, right, and we, we get some of that, but most people are pretty quiet here It's a smaller community than what Lincoln or Omaha is. And so when you get out there, you really, you know, show your face and people can have some negative opinions about you. And you kind so, of know
0: everybody a little more. Is that what you mean? yeah, less anonymity. <laughs> right.
1: And so people really know who you are and things. And so most people that we are aware of who support the activities that we do um are pretty closeted so to speak in that it's very difficult to stand up and just say things that you think are important to do or take positions that are against the norm and the norm really is to be quiet and do as you're told
0: okay so is it do you get the feeling and this is your personal feelings of course you don't expect you to speak for all of Hastings. right but do you feel like is it kind of that just Nebraska nice politeness? Like, well, we're just not going to make a big hubbub about it. <laughs> oh, yes.
1: Yes. And even in the activism we do, um, people have told us to tone it down because we're not being very nice in that. <laughs> but like all of us activists know, being nice is not getting anything changed. Um, right. It's supposed to, you know, really share what we feel about things and to to do things out of the norm because being a nuisance is what counts really it's being noticed and you're really not going to be noticed very much here in Hastings unless you're going against the norm sure
0: and so you guys did you protest um about the In God We Trust uh what did you do
1: I personally did do too much with that. I know Margaret okay. did quite a bit with it. She met with the supervisors, got on their agenda, and as we all know, everything takes a lot of time to, to get any changes made at all. And so she would go from month to month and speak with them and do some proposals and things and try to uh, integrate a more inclusive policy there that would keep church and states separate um but it really it really didn't work and so it's my understanding that there's someone in Nebraska whose goal is to have in God we trust in every courthouse in the state well haven't um, they been trying to get it in the schools too
0: or was that not Nebraska yeah I thought so I'm not for that either
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, it's really telling people how to think and how to act, and that's just not really appropriate. Right. So. It's It
0: sends the wrong message. Right. It's not inclusive whatsoever, and, you know, we have separation of church and state here, and if we have public schools, then we that's not separate. Right. So, uh, any other projects you want to tell me about before?
1: Um. I'm a member of the Central Nebraska Peace Workers, which is an offshoot of the Nebraskans for Peace. And so I meet with them and get a lot of messages out through their email sites also. Um, We do monthly protests there, and when I'm available, I go to all of those. What? Um, Moms? They protest where? It's at the corner of 13th and Webb Road, or outside oh. Adrian Smith's office, actually.
0: Oh, okay. So through the Nebraska Peace Workers, Central Nebraska Peace Workers, you have been doing monthly protests at Adrian Smith's office? Yes. I'm just and saying, what yes. exactly, uh, you know, have you wanted Adrian Smith to do differently? Tell us all.
1: Well, anything would be really <laughs> And like um, show up, maybe? <laughs> yeah, it, you know, just to do something with some of the issues that we have. I know that Nebraskans for Peace, Central Nebraska Peace Workers um, specifically have met with Adrian Smith's staff, but I don't think we've ever actually met with Adrian Smith. Um, he, he keeps himself pretty scarce. Yeah. As far as some of the issues and things go and meeting with constituents and things. And so we've been forced to have to deal with his staff. And so, you know, we tried to work some, some things. Does he do town halls or anything? No, not that yeah. I, He's like
0: I'm, a big Sasquatch.
1: Yeah. <laughs> do anything. And that is where Paul Theobald would have really been a lot better as far as getting feedback from people doing things um I really wish he had gotten elected
0: that third district is such a big area it's hard for a new person to get their name out and I think Paul did just about as good as he possibly could but are you hearing any rumblings about changes that might come up on that front or if anyone else is thinking about running or
1: Well, I'm actually on a search committee for District 33's candidate for Halloran seat, and so we're searching. (laughs) You know, I'm working. I'm trying to work both ends of you know to work on the legislation, then to basically get him out because he really is detrimental for our state and for our constituency here, and people are really mad about this gun thing. I mean, they really let's let's move right
0: into that um robin really a big reason we wanted to talk to robin is um she has like many of us decided enough is enough (laughs) and Um, as she's already described she already knows that well-behaved women rarely make history. And so she is ready um, to remove Senator Halloran, um, but we have a particular bone to pick with him and in common, Robin and I. Um, Senator Halloran has introduced um, LB, you say the number.
1: 343.
0: 343. And do you want to talk about that,
1: Bill? Yes. Um, Actually, what would it do it will put it'll give the option for guns to be in school by any um, employees that work at the school so, so school districts could then choose yes to allow armed
0: employees yes and the reason it, whatever feel, and, and right now state law says there can be no weapons on campus right and that's, that's
1: in the Judiciary Committee because they're gonna have Change the laws right. to be able to allow this to happen, and um, you know it's it's not a mandatory bill because I have a feeling that from what I hear, a lot of teachers would quit before they would carry a gun, and so Halloran or before their colleagues could carry a gun, <laughs> right? Yeah, because if somebody wants to carry a gun, I really question. Uh-huh. this of that teacher um, because that isn't their role and it's, and it's a huge role. There, there's, there's a disconnect there if they want to carry a gun because they evidently don't understand the enormity of the situation and the kind of thinking that has to go into carrying a gun all the time and to be turned on all the time to something happening in your school or in your classroom. Um, It just doesn't make much sense. And
0: so what have you been doing um, to tell uh, Senator Halloran how you feel about
1: this bill? (laughs) Well, last March. um, A year ago? Yes, after three Stoneman Douglas had their shooting there. We did the March for Our Lives and had well over 200 people attend that march here in Hastings. Wow. It was really quite um, inspiring to see. We did postcards at that period of time. We had a candlelight vigil. We did quite a few things there and got that rolling. And he was saying at that time, even before any interim study was done or any recommendations were made, that he would like to arm 20% 20% of the staff at a school. Wow. Reported that to, and, and look at the archives of Channel, I believe Channel Four, and he actually said that. Now, after the interim study was done and the recommendations were made, he's still advocating arming 20% of employees at schools. He sure. really said this will will uh, change the atmosphere and protect- and this. Sorry, and this year it seems that
0: he's really. He's changed his tune a little to what he thinks can pass, and right. so it's. It's not mandated in schools. It's giving them the option. Right. What really gets me about this bill, and honestly about any talk about guns in schools school shootings are terrible horrible things and they capture our hearts and attention schools are still the safest place for children to be statistically yes school shootings are statistically still very rare and children are in more danger in places like their own homes (laughs) and friends' homes of shootings than they are at school. And so what really makes me personally angry is the fear-mongering that these guys do when they want bills like this. And it does nobody any good. It scares parents and children, and it's not based on facts and data. We don't make decisions like this Based
1: on fear. That's bad right. policy. Right especially when you're talking about a firearm, a concealed carry firearm that if it goes off can kill someone. We're not talking about scraping somebody's knee or right. uh, them falling down. We're talking about a devastating injury that can happen by accident to these students when when teachers all better are trained are not trained as well as law enforcement are carrying, um, you know, firearms. Conceal carry is what he, he is asking to do. So your office secretary at the school can be concealed carry, the janitor can be concealed carry, the principal, any of the teachers, any employees at a school could It do- would be up to
0: schools to decide
1: how yes. and how
0: they wanted to do that.
1: Right. The other
0: reason every there's nobody who isn't susceptible to accidents (laughs) accidents are indiscriminate right accidents happen to hunters within the last year or two i'm not gonna try and guess the number but i know there was a hunter whose body they found by his truck right had an accident out hunting he was out near a field um accidents happen to officers right um even officers I've in the news recently have accidentally left their weapons laying around. Right. How does that happen? I don't know, but mistakes, we are only human. <laughs> right. And mistakes happen to humans. And if we are going to put weapons in schools, we are only invited. To... There's no way that this is going to make us safer. More guns do not equal more safety.
1: Well I, I love quoting what Ernie Chambers says about um, about this situation. He talks about guns in schools as being like trying to fight malaria. That if you're wanting to battle malaria and to reduce the cases of malaria, you don't inter- introduce more mosquitoes. <laughs> I
0: haven't heard
1: him say that. That's a good one. You do, I believe he said this in the interim study that was done last year. Um, You provide nets for people. You do a lot of things. You empty all the water. You do all those things. And you will see a reduction just because of the fact that you're addressing the problems. You're not adding to the situation. You're addressing the problems of the situation. And this is the exact thing that I see with guns. You don't put more guns where you have a gun problem, you, you enact other measures that are going to, to help the situation. Um, for example- to, Oh, go ahead. You, you don't give a teacher a concealed carry gun Like he wants to do, you might beef up the security at the schools. You will provide safe storage for firearms in children's homes because the number of children and teens killed by gun violence is well above what is done at school. It's it's um, I think as of February 13th there was 863 kids killed um, with gun violence, and this is from gun violence archives, and at school, those killed by gun violence at school, it was 30 students. When, in what time frame? That was, I believe, one year since Parkland shooting. And so, really- No, now listen, 30 is scary, but
0: there are millions of children, and I can guarantee you, That the bigger problem are children getting a hold of unsecured guns in their homes and their friends' homes and accidentally shooting themselves, each other. That happens on average twice a week in this country. Right. That's a heck of a lot more than 30. And the other major thing that nobody wants to talk about, but I won't stop talking about it, is suicides. Right teen suicide adult suicide elder suicide veteran suicide you know what they have in common a high prevalence of guns right that is way bigger of a problem right and uh, we're not treating uh the right aspects of the problem kind of the way ernie chambers
1: was saying And, and we're not and we're not and um Someone that had testified at the interim study last year was a, 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 I believe, a school superintendent from Myrna. And he said that giving teachers a choice about this, like Senator Halloran wants to do, is part of the problem. If you give them a choice and they choose not to carry a gun, which most teachers would not, and something happens at the school, I mean, how much guilt are they going to have based on what they think they might have been able to do? Um, Or if they choose to take a gun and have that gun and something bad happens, it's, it's the choice factor that's part of the problem as well, that you should not give teachers that option, that they're there to teach and not to protect students with firearms. I can't
0: imagine the way teachers have to build relationships and then also think, oh, by the way, be prepared to shoot one that you think is going to harm everybody. Right. Like that cognitive dissonance, there's no way those can't work together. I also want to point out that the State Teachers Union, Nebraska State Education Association, um, the executive director, Maddie Fennell, um, was talking about how there's 28, I'm sorry, yeah, 28,000 members of the Teachers Union in Nebraska. And overwhelmingly, they have found that teachers do not want to be armed or their colleagues to be armed. In fact, um, their standing resolutions um, adopted every single year at the Delegate Assembly, um, for years have included the language that the association believes that students and education employees should never be allowed to carry firearms in an educational environment unless explicitly used for school sanctioned activities, which is like a trap and skeet team. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But nobody, teachers aren't asking for this. Overwhelmingly they're not. And the other thing that he's doing, if you listen to, um, the testimonies in the legislature in his introduction. Again, with the fear-mongering. Well, these small towns are so far from a police headquarters. What are they going to do? Well, where is the evidence that they're at any risk? Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like we said, they're incredibly rare. What are they doing that makes them think they're even
1: a target? And that's also something that Senator Chambers pointed out, that it's not going to happen. It's you know he's going to arm teachers at, for a situation that that probably is not never going to happen. Never going to happen. But the accidents and the
0: breakdown of relationships and the fear level, right? That's going to happen no matter what, whether we like well, it or if, not.
1: Are we teaching kids? in third, fourth, fifth grade or or beyond that, about relationship building and how you conflict resolution and things. If if we carry a weapon in this situation, because you know, anybody who carries a weapon is probably gonna win, you know? And so there's no conflict resolution. There's no, you know, tolerance of people. There isn't anything like that being taught in school if we can get a gun and just shoot our way out of it. I mean, just there's just no way. Well, additionally,
0: not even an SRO has
1: ever stopped a school shooter, ever. And that is part of what Senator Halloran was saying at one of his coffees. Look at the Parkland shooting SRO he rode in his golf cart around the buildings and didn't even go in. Well, what I'm saying is they're trained as right. resource
0: officers. Right. They're law enforcement. They've never been able to, a school resource officer has never been able to stop one. And yet, a teacher's now supposed to be able to. Right. And and now, we can get on that whole topic of all the SROs entering schools nowadays. Also. Right. Ugh. But that's an important things to remember. Um, back up a little bit and tell me um, what else you've been doing um, to share with Senator Halloran how you feel about <laughs> this issue.
1: Well, I followed his interim study he did last fall and got copies of that. And what we've been willing to do is I've called his office on numerous occasions and asked that he hold a town hall meeting all the way across the state about this because this is an important issue. He needs to hear from his constituents, but because the law is going to change for everyone in the state of Nebraska, everyone needs to weigh in on this. This just isn't a, a, you know, local decision. Yeah. It's not a local decision. But locally, we in. he has refused to do any town halls. He hasn't said that, but we have not had any town halls and nothing's been scheduled. But he typically does to basically toot his own horn is what he's doing. <laughs> he has these coffee situations that you go for an hour and a half, an hour, hour and a half, and he talks about the legislation that he is implementing and update you on what is going on in the legislature and things. Um, He's had one of those per month and unfortunately the weather has not been very cooperative. And he, I'll say, is not very ambitious or wanting to really have these coffees or even town halls because he cancels constantly. And, but the few that we have had, we have protested before the coffee has occurred for about a half hour before. We carry signs and we are across the street and we. And you're carrying
0: signs specifically about LB343, right? 343, the guns and schools.
1: Because yeah. It, it's his bill. Yep. And so he, he wants to introduce it. And so we, we are, as his constituents and part of the state of Nebraska, have been protesting that. We go to his coffees and scatter ourselves out in the in the um, audience and try to ask questions. But the minute it gets heated, the minute um, there's any opposition to his um, legislation on this, on LB 343, he just totally dismisses it and shuts the whole thing down. So we have not really gained a whole lot of um, progressive thinking uh, with Senator Halloran in regards to this. He is dead set on arming teachers, and he doesn't really care what we have to say about it. Even Um, though you're his constituents. Right. Yeah. Right. Especially. And he's, he acts rather upset. That's what people have told me. I don't know the difference in him acting upset and him being happy myself. But... (laughs) He's, he's kind of that way all the time, and um, from what we can see, we have not made a dent in any of this thinking whatsoever. He introduced the bill, um, and it's coming up for hearing this next Thursday. Yeah. Um, so
0: that is what we want you to know. This Thursday, um, February 28th, the Judiciary Committee will hear... Uh, the introduction of LB 343 if you are against this and you want you need to let the committee know the Judiciary Committee and the your written testimony you have to have it sent in you can email it before 5 p.m. the night before so by 5 p.m. Wednesday the 27th of February you have to get that sent in. It's a good idea to send it to all of the committee members and in your letter state how you feel about it and in there say, I would like this to be entered as part of the official record. If you don't get it in under the deadline and if you don't say that in your letter, there's no guarantee that it will be included. So keep that in mind, folks. Robin, do you have anything planned coming up in the future?
1: Well, I'm definitely going to be in Lincoln for the hearings um, on Thursday mm-hmm. for LB 343. And we, just, we were supposed to have a coffee this past Saturday. He was going to be in Cairo and he was going to be in Hastings, um, but they both got canceled due to the weather. And so we're just going to make sure that we've got our ducks in a row and we're going to do it again the next time he has a coffee. And just try to get, you know, a little bit of progressive thinking and safety for our kids. One thing I want to say is, is as a grandmother, um, I really do not want to see guns in my grandchildren's classrooms. Conceal carry guns. Something could happen. I've got very nice grandkids. Um, <laughs> you know, that, that would not. That would not provoke. I you. don't know. If they're yeah. like you. <laughs> <laughs> I kid. But, um I would not, I would hate to see them in a classroom with a teacher with a concealed carry. And so I I just so you're I, picking up the
0: mantle. You're <laughs> you're doing the doing the work and
1: right. Well I I don't think I could live with myself. Yeah. If something happened, I just and, and what I could have done and what I should have done and what I could have said and and things that at the very least I will know that I've done what I can do, even even if the worst happens and this passes, um, I will know that I've done everything I can do to keep it from passing. Because this is very much faulty legislation it is dangerous legislation and Senator Halloran needs to have his feet held to the fire and to get this out I also want to make it to where if this does not pass that nobody wants to take this up next year
0: right we want it to be so like
1: toxic that it won't come back I want it to be kind of like hot potato if you're familiar with that game Um, as a little kid, it's where you throw a hot potato around and nobody wants to touch it because the potato is hot. And so they just throw it from person to person, never lands any place, never gets any footing anywhere because nobody wants it. And that's what I'm really hoping this does because I will not let up the fight for this. And so no matter if, if someone else picks it up, they're gonna have me to contend with as well and everybody else right we should also say you
0: every Nebraskan is welcome to testify in person on this bill yeah. um and the Judiciary Committee um it will it can take a while um the Judiciary Committee starts at 1:30 on Thursday but um there are like five Um, really important bills being discussed, um, including um, before that an Extreme Risk Protection Order Act um, from Moorfeld that's supposed to allow people to let the authorities know when a family member needs their weapons removed for everyone's, including their own safety. So, It's going to be a busy day. And so even if you're not available at 1.30, tune in on, uh, like, NET legislative channel um, or online, and I bet this will go late into the night. (laughs) Like, it might even get pushed back. I don't know. So it'll be an interesting interesting night for sure. So you guys could show up later Probably by evening, and still you could talk. But um, one more thing, will you tell us more about your search for a replacement for Halloran? What kind of person are you looking for? Because what I know is that he got 20 grand from Pete Ricketts. That's a lot of money. That is a vast majority That's of his awesome. funding. He's a Ricketts lackey. Right. He's gonna do Ricketts bidding. Ricketts, who invited yeah. the NRA to Nebraska.
1: Smacks. In this bill also because in LB 343 he doesn't talk about how the schools are going to pay for this at all and quite frankly if I was a legislator and I was wanting to pass something personally I would make it very convenient for it to be passed I would make it to where people would know how to get this done and where the money's going to come from and he hasn't said anything about this well
0: I, I think I've heard some people say, Oh, it won't cost anything. Well, I don't I can't imagine a um, insurance carrier in the world right. <laughs> that would fund the school district if they did this. Yep. So it doesn't even seem reasonable. It makes me think he has ulterior motives. Right. Like just to say he tried it, you know, because right. he knows
1: it can't pass. I don't it know. Is, what we're doing but, what, yeah. is we're meeting once or twice a week. And we're getting names together and asking people if they're willing to run. And one of the criteria is is that they have to be able to win. It's one thing to have very moralistic standards, and and we have that. We've got plenty of people like that. But it's going to take money to win, and we want to get him out. And so the best way to get him out is to, to find someone who can win and who has got a little bit of, of wiggle room with money that that we can have fundraisers and things like that and also have them have some money to be able to get in because it's it's about the money 20,000 that Pete Ricketts gave Halloran is what got him elected and so we really hope that we can find someone that can be that can be effective and we can get in there to run against Halloran and will win against him yeah that's great Robin do you have any parting
0: words um, of, of of wisdom or thoughts that you want to share um, for central or western Nebraskans who who are also feeling progressive
1: <laughs> be a nuisance where it counts Do your part to inform and stimulate the public to join your action. Be depressed, discouraged, and disappointed at failure and the disheartening effects of ignorance, greed, corruption, and bad politics, but never give up. This quote was from Marjorie Stoneman Douglas. Oh my gosh, I got goosebumps. (laughs) Really? And so I would encourage anybody to join our cause. We've we've definitely got room. We're always recruiting um, for people to help us out, getting the word out about stuff. Um,
0: There's also a Facebook group you can join if you want to help in the fight against LB343. It's called Nebraskans for Safe Schools. You can find us on there or find Robin's group on there, I should say. You've been listening to Seeing Red, Nebraska Politics from the Left, available on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and Stitcher. Seeing Red is a group blog edited by Citizen Volunteers and entirely devoted to Nebraska politics. Be sure to check it out at seeingrednebraska.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at SeeingRedNE, on Facebook at SeeingRedNebraska, and you can contact us via email at SeeingRedNE at ProtonMail.com. Our audio engineer is Steve Ramsey, who also wrote our theme music. I'm April Jorgensen. See you next time.